A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here yeah. in downtown Los Angeles. Hey, yo, I see you, man. Brought to you by Sean Porter Promotions. Hey, yo, Sean Porter, hold tight. We coming out there. Live from Los Angeles. Hey, yo, put your headphones on, man. When it, when it times up with the headphones, it works out well, but this time, struggle. Even professional athletes struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Looking good, boy. Looking in shape. Listen. Looking good, boy. Listen. I don't even, I'm, and I know this probably is not like business-wise, it's not the best thing to do wearing this shirt. However, after church, we actually went to service today, which was cool. First time in service in a Remin- long in a long while. Um, no, I watched Remnant online, and then we went to another church. Um, oh, shout out to the I, walk. I heard about that church. Is that what we doing? That's what wifey want to do. So, oh know. yeah, I'm, I'm hearing yeah. about that. I'm not. I'm you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on it, but I'm not off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, if, I think for the sake of words, at any if anything, That's the one I'm just. I straight to my house, right? No, well, I think it's one down there too. Yeah, this oh, one by the Target over there. But anyway, she uh, go to church. Yeah, I get, but I get, and she, and she, <laughs> tell me why it's our our first time going to this church, and she put, and we dressing the light. She went out and bought clothes last night. We dressing the light, and on top of that, she got us in yellow. I'm like we gonna stick out like a sore thumb. I just wanna, I just wanna be there and see if I if I like it. You know, I want everybody to know I'm there or whatever. But um, I get home and I need to change my clothes and I just grab this real quick, right? So I threw it on, and when I turn my back from the mirror, I said, "I said, hold on a second. Well, oh, okay. I look all right in this." I said, "Everybody been calling me out for my weight for weeks." I said, "I'm gonna throw this on and give them something else to talk about." Y'all don't know how much I weigh now. <laughs> but um, can we, can we can we ballpark? Yeah, can we ballpark guess? it. I, if uh, if you if you within Two pounds, I'll tell you. I'll tell you whether you, oh, you more or less. 162. More. <laughs> uh, 170. No, 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 no. You're going to say 170. No, no, Sean. I think you that say, was Ant. 170. No, Sean. <laughs> All right. Sean, you go, then I'll go. And Sean, don't say nothing. Sean Porter, don't say nothing. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, Sean's going to tell you. Go. 171. All right, all right. Hold on. Let me think. 168. More from both of y'all. So, everybody them both. Like, all right, cool. Well, everybody is both of them. Hey, if anyone was wondering if Sean was going to come back at 54, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's possible. Oh, no, nah, you know, I ain't know where I ain't never been. Yeah, that's so, fair. And, no. and, you, and, you, and you typically work your way down slowly. It's We've, not like you're going to yeah. keep this until. Right before a fight, then try to get crazy. But yeah, hey, you want, I want to shout this podcast. We're little, we're less than a year in, and you know, Sean had an idea with this podcast, and I think me and Carson' idea kind of worked better than yours. You know, you came out with the suits and everything. We came out with the hats and the shirts. Look at you, player. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> <with the hats. laughs> I I didn't digress. 
You know, this is just the day. It's just the day. No, it's, been a while. No, it's been like that for a while. It's been like that for a while. And the best is there was like an evolution because he had the one time he had the, <laughs> the tie on and then he had the T-shirt with the, the boys, the men jacket on. So it's oh. the men jacket. What? Yeah. Was he had the headband with the suit. With the headband, yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. If, yeah, if, y'all ain't, if y'all ain't know, that's Carson A. Merck, Anthony Bernard, got all the jokes. Oh, man. And, and, wait a second. And, and the respect. Oh, try it. Let, who is the other person on on? And where does he work? Do who me? Does, no, the other guy. I was about uh-huh. to introduce him. The, I know. I the other gentleman being being very quiet and, and and patient and respectful, showing mad love it, with nothing but a smile. Sean Zaitel of Fight Height. Hey, did I get it right? <laughs> Sound the DJ horns, Carson. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. What up, Sean? Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You know, everyone knows that the real the real trio is you guys three, and I, I keep tagging along. Yeah. So do your thing, awesome. man. Do your thing. I prefer I like I prefer you talking more than I prefer Aunt or myself talking. Yeah, because you know me, me and Carson <laughs> got we got we just got quick shit. You yeah. got real knowledge. Like yeah, Sean, I know Sean a person had the knowledge. title the longest, and I'll say something. And I'm like, damn, that was stupid compared <laughs> yeah. to what I tell. Here's what it is. I need like, to start drinking voice. coffee just so that when I watch fights with the volume off, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had some fights all yesterday. I don't so. like watching fights without the volume on. I, I know we talked about it before that sometimes the commentary can kind of get in your head a little yeah. bit, but I can't either. It, it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, Unless it's you weird. got like a whole room of people and yeah. the conversation can carry it. Yeah. But you, the even crazier part about that is even when that happens, I'll be wanting everybody to shut up. I'll be wanting yeah. to hear it. I need to hey, hear who's it. The, who's the worst? Sean, watch a fight with. Who's the worst? Oh, uh, you? Nah, nah, you the worst to watch the Browns with. You cool to watch a boxing fight. You, you, you cool to watch a boxing over. match. You should not. I told you I didn't want to come. I know. I think I think I think Sean Porter is one of the worst people to watch a boxing match with. Carson couldn't stand us at the Lomachenko Lopez. That 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 experience was, was, was um, um, overall very very unpleasant. Hey, would but. you believe that I I when I'm like ringside at NBC and Fox that that's how I am? No, that's not ideal. I I have to mute myself or they keep me real low so y'all y'all don't hear it. They had a good. Uh, I, I thought Jamel Herring was really good on the commentary. Obviously, I thought you you did do your thing, but agreed. I I thought Jamel was uh was really good, kind of making his debut. Yeah. He also did a did he had a gun line boss? After yeah, that? you heard that. I was like, I thought of you I, actually. I thought I heard it, and I yeah. was like, and I tweeted it, and he liked it. He I, liked the tweet. So I like, thought of you. I was like, I, I was like, what the hell? That sounded like something yeah. Carson would do. Yeah, that was classic. And and so, not to go back through all of the Ring City fights, mm-hmm. but that fight was perfect vengeance so he gets hit in the stones how many low blows all oh, right uh i think four were, were yeah we're officially ruled low blows. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so he get the last one he gets hit he really felt it mm-hmm. he is going through it he seemed like he was getting even a little bit emotional in the corner yeah and, my man started how do you respond he started to weep <laughs> after getting hit in the stones and you knocked the guy down <laughs> he got hit in the balls Seconds later, flattened him, yeah. and then he hit him so bad. And uh, and I said it to SP, but the dude gets knocked down, and he puts his gloves up after he hits the ground, like a late reaction. Yeah. <laughs> blocked. I was like, Nah, man, you needed that about ten seconds ago. Carson but, said that he get knocked knocked down and then blocked after hitting the ground. Yeah, it was like a floor. delayed reaction. It was yeah. weird, but um, and then uh, action filled 
main event. Yeah. One sided. Carson, yeah. let me ask you, because I know you always yeah. are like just you you your own guy. Did you like the like the show the other night? Ring City? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I didn't I don't know if I caught the first fight, but I, I enjoyed yeah, I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I get um, home and you know what well, my wife hadn't watched, and so she just asked, you know, hey, how'd it go? I said, yo, we had a good night. And so after I said that, I started kind of going into the night and everything. And I feel like, I just feel like I'm too invested. And so like, I need someone else's like opinion as to how the night went. You know, NBC, all of us, like we're so engulfed in it. Like when everything, when we have a great night slash flawless night and things like that, we're all high. And I'm like, yo, let me ask somebody that could give me the real, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was good. There's, there's definitely a a budding uh, chemistry with the crew. Yeah. Bob Papa and uh, even BC, Jamel Herring and yeah. you and um, everyone getting involved. So, yeah, no, I thought it was good. Um, and so moving forward to Saturday's fights. Oh, real quick, Carson. I didn't, Go ahead. I didn't actually get a chance to catch the fights, but one thing um, when I have watched Ring City, I have enjoyed it. But just the thought about that is, you know, Tuesday night fights when it was in USA, when we were kids in the 90s, right. Tuesday night fights on USA, right. Friday night fights on ESPN with right. Teddy and, and Joe. Mm-hmm. But those what those broadcasts had was, you know, most of the times you knew you weren't going to get a big name, although you might get a, a guy who's going to be a big name. Yeah. But what those broadcasts had was you knew it was going to be good matchmaking. And you knew it was going to be an excellent broadcast. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing if, you know, Ring City can develop into that kind of boxing program where you know good to hear you say that because everybody wants boxing to go back to the way it once was and i think hearing you say that kind of affirms that we're at least moving that way which is uh you know it's good to hear it seems like that's the idea behind rings yeah and it should be i I think it's definitely the idea is there and the execution has been uh right where it needs to be as well and i assume we'll just continue to get better but before we get to the boxing I want to. We don't talk about UFC a lot. No. But let me just say, yeah, there is nothing nastier than somebody breaking their leg and then stepping down on that leg and not realizing that it's broken. Uh, Willis like, McGahee in two thousand. So <laughs> McGahee, McGahee's in my top five. But <laughs> number mug, the worst injury, like the worst injury ever is Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware's injury at Louisville is the grossest I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and I ever will see. But. Hey, um, Paul George was nasty too. We yeah, about Paul George yeah, was and, nasty. And, and McGahee's was nasty. Theismann obviously is the one our parents always brought up, mm-hmm. but Kevin Wears, I mean, that was just horrific. But like yesterday, the UFC fighter Weidman, he breaks Sean his leg. Lee. Sean, oh, Sean Livingston was a good one too. And but oh, yeah. that dude breaks his yeah. leg and steps back and doesn't realize it's broken. I'm oh. just like, you wanted to be like, your leg's broken, just fall, don't step back. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, that was gross. And then the guy with and that the, and and last night's had to be the worst because there's no padding, like there's no there's no socks, there's nothing that that can cover up what we saw. Like so we had to big, see it. <laughs> I'm not a big UFC guy, but I knew when that happened, I was like, oh, that happened to Anderson Silva back in the day, right? And what I found out via the Twitter world was Anderson Silva broke his leg against that guy that broke oh, his leg wow. yesterday. So it was like a giveth oh, wow. and taketh away. So, um, yeah, that was nasty, though. Yo, but. last night in the UFC, like, yeah, like, we don't really watch the UFC. I think last night's buzz, I saw it from watching ESPN+. Plus, and I kept yeah. seeing and kept seeing and kept seeing it. So I was like, I was like, all right. And it's not that I don't want to give it a shot or anything like that. Just something that I don't really go out of my way to really watch Stipe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a few oh. other UFC fighters. I try to support them. 
But I had a feeling last night. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And I got more than I bargained for, man, because I did not want to see that leg get broke. No. And then the knockout, um, Usman. Usman. Yeah. His yeah. knockout, that yo, that Ooh. was scary. Like I don't like to see that kind of stuff. I know it sounds weird coming from me, but that was too much for me. I, Last night was one, too much for me. <laughs> my one criticism with UFC, and, and it sounds like you might be kind of in the same same lane as me, the punching them after they're already out and on the ground is yeah. just I understand the referee has to get there, and sometimes there's these miraculous comebacks, mm-hmm. but it's so unnecessary. Like somebody he gets hit yesterday, he's clearly unconscious. Yeah. Hits the ground and then the dude comes over and just hits these hammer fists. Yeah, I'm like, who is this for? Who is this for crazy. right now? It's not me. It's crazy because my lady said I'm a psycho. Because I'm like, hey, beat his ass till you die. She's like, come on, come on. Come on. I'm like, you gotta show him you won. <laughs> I said, like, Anthony, you're, do- you're doing too much. Way too I'm, much. Hey, I'm like, hey, hey, the ref, stop it. I'm not gonna stop. What they say? Play through the whistle. Okay, he's playing. Through hey, the I feel like the, I feel like the asterisk next to that would be play to the whistle or if your opponent is unconscious then they also can substitute for that i know there's i know this is one separation in in boxing and ufc because i don't think the mma mixed martial arts really has like the amateur type of program that we have they're usually like looking at four to five amateur fights and who's going to sign me how can i go pro but fighting the amateur system for so long once you turn pro the refs don't move the same way that they do in the amateur system. In the amateur system, it's break, 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 and it's warning, 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 and they're taking points immediately. You can't, you know, so on and so forth. And so when you turn pro, you kind of, you kind of move in that way until you realize like, okay, this guy's clearly holding me and you're not going to come in here. So let me do what I got to do. And then you just like, all right, boom. Then that's how the pros are. But you kind of got to go through it a little bit before you really figure it out. Um, Hendry, the uh, Dominican fighter that my dad has, he's making his debut um, this week coming. And uh, and we're sparring last week, and um, I caught him with a hip punch. And as soon as I hit him to the hip, he says, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Sean, Sean, don't put that out there. He's, he said, wait, 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 right? And he's, <laughs> but he's like really like bothered. You know what I mean? And it's the same dude that be doing all this crazy stuff to all the fighters. I mean, like, yeah, all this kind of stuff. He be talking and all that while he's sparring. And I catch him with a hip shot. He always try to teach him a lesson. Exactly. So he like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so I smiled and laughed at him and kind of went like this. And then we got back sparring. Long story short, when we got out the ring, I told him, I said, grab my, my translator. I said, Henry, that punch is legal in box in professional boxing. I said, you just have to wait until the referee is on the, is on the opposite end and then you can throw that punch. But as long as the referee doesn't see it, it's legal. Once the referee sees it, don't do it anymore. And so he, he basically thumbed up me. He's like, all right, I, I got it. You got to like you got to learn that 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 process as you know, as when you go to the pros. But in the UFC, I guarantee you, if it was boxing and we knock somebody down like that, we're going to stand and wait on the ref because that's like what we're used to. Yeah. These guys knock you down and they come Average. running. They come running Average. at you <laughs> like, like a damn somersault. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, you want some more? And hey, sorry, like, you ever been? Oh, a, you, you, Sean, you ever been in a fight where you're just beating the hell out of a guy? You're like, you're looking at the ref like, stop it. Like, 
I think Roy Jones did this in a fight one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But you're just like, come on, man, stop this. You ever been in a fight Only like in that? the amateurs, not in the pros. Okay. In, in the amateurs, it was like, hey, wh- what are we going to do here, you know? Yeah. And um, the crazy thing is when I was in the amateur, we had the 20-point system. So either either the referee stops the fight or if you're winning by 20 points or more, they, they end the fight. And uh, so I've had plenty of fights where it was like, this fight should be getting stopped. And then it's like, all right, they stop it because of the 20 points. But you just do not see it happen that way in the UFC. And it, it really bothers me. Furthermore, and I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to move forward. Somebody argued with me one day that UFC and mixed martial arts is smart, is safer than boxing. And I said, how is it safer for somebody to get knocked down and get pounded on? And then and then the fight is stopped. I mean, like, that's clearly well, not safe. I don't know what the logic even could be. His logic was that a fighter, like and bo- a boxer can sustain a, a, a concussion early in the fight, third round, fourth round. But because he's he's professional enough and good enough, he can, you know, make it through the course of 12 rounds. Now he's fought, what, nine rounds with a concussion. So they're saying the length of a professional fight opposed to the length of a of a UFC fight and the concussion that's sustained, you, you, you may be potentially fighting with it longer than in a, 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 a UFC fight. And I said, I said, Hmm, that actually sounds, I, I, yeah. I get what you're coming from. I said, Remember, uh, but I'm still not getting in the octagon. I'm not going about to even taste test that one. But you remember Maxime Dadashev, he, he never even touched the canvas and, and died that night. So that kind of speaks to his point, but yeah. Just, you know, like like Ant was saying, these guys are savages that do that. There is that savage, animalistic thing about UFC that, you know, to us, it's like, you know, I, I never watched UFC, but to an MMA fans, they might be listening to this going like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. It stimulates a real no-hold-bar fight yeah. more so than boxing does, which, yeah. you know, whatever. But I think he felt himself take a shot at boxing. You know what? I don't do that. I'm boxing. I don't watch UFC MMA. But their point would be what you're saying is why we like it more. Hey, and if y'all get annoyed watching a boxing match with me, I promise you do not want to watch a UFC fight with me. I promise you don't because. I yell so loud, I be scaring my sons. Babies be crying for no reason. My 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 security system go off. <laughs> what the hell? It's bad. Um, it's bad. Yes, I'm sorry, you know, he got money. He got yeah, money. No doubt. He got the got the scream security system. I got the, something. Uh, I got something. So last night on Top Rank, on ESPN, as Sean politely mentioned, we had the streak at Gribberlanga. Streak is over. Yeah. It was Done. beautiful while it lasted. I am. What you, he said what it was beautiful you, while it lasted. I'm glad it almost. Let, let me go back. So he wins the fight, goes the distance, puts the guy down a few times. Three looks, times. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. Dominic performance. Yeah, great performance. Um, I'm I'm glad the streak is over just because I think it had him pigeonholed as like kind of a, there was this one thing about him like it was like the knockout streak the only thing i could think of yesterday that reminded me of was lynn sanity where jeremy oh, lynn's wow. having these great games yeah and it became this huge thing yeah hey carson did that like, annoy you much as it annoyed me lynn sanity yeah. um 
<laughs> to, an, to an extent. I was like, I'll go lock this kid up. Well, then the heat snuffed that I out. I love the insanity. That was oh, a- I guess, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the next game. So don't say nothing about Lynn yeah. Sanity. Meanwhile, I, I meanwhile, I was confused as hell. I was like, yeah. "What is this Lynn Sanity?" <laughs> I said, "Where me, like, is he?" <laughs> like, like Jeremy Lynn was. He had a great early run, but I was like, "Don't like you're putting too much on it." You're, it became this huge phenomenon, yeah. kind of like Tebow to an, to an extent too. Yeah. Oh, that's another like, one. Don't thing. start on Tebow. But so with this Berlanga thing, that was all it was. Oh, is the streak going to continue? Is he ready for Canelo? Is it, I'm like. Dude, like I get it. He <laughs> has these knockouts, but like he's he's a great prospect. He's still young. He uh, like we said, dropped the guy multiple times, got the win, but um I thought it was just it was a little much for me personally. Now he can actually develop. Yeah, now, and not just focus on getting a knockout in the first 3 minutes. He right? can yeah. actually work on things. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, what do you think about him as a fighter, SP? I liked what I saw last night. And yeah. um you know, I think we you you brought my to my attention the guy that he was fighting so I box rocked the guy and looked him up a little bit and I said okay this guy might be able to take him some rounds I was actually prepared to bet you uh some push-ups that he wasn't I think I might even sent that in the group that's in that yeah you did yeah yeah I I wisely ignored it (laughs) because the fight started I was like I was like no it's gonna continue tonight you know I was hyped up for him in that uh in that type of streak it's just it's kind of one of those once in a lifetime type of things. And so he was there. So I'm like, go get it. You know what I mean? And and I actually was hoping that he would get it. Of course, the other hand is, you know, if he does not get it and he's able to go around, he's going to be able to show people that he's more than just a knockout artist. And so that's what I saw last night. I saw him being patient. I saw him thinking. I saw him. Uh, he wasn't hesitant, which was good. And it looked like, you know, he struggled a little bit in the eighth round. I think that... uh I, you know, it's really hard to say what it was that kind of made... He got hit with some big shots. He got hit with big some shots. shots in the last round. In the last yeah. round, you know, especially if you're winning, like, move away and play, you know, you won the fight or whatever. So I'm not yeah. really sure what, what, what got there, what, what took place there in the eighth round. But overall, I was able to see some speed. I was able to see him calculating and thinking. Uh, and it seemed like the punch that he kept landing that got the most, the uh, the three, uh, three knockdowns it was, I think it was like a... It wasn't an overhand right, but it w- he kept catching the guy bending down. And that is, for me, when you're able to recognize where the guy is going and throw the punch with the right trajectory, I like that. you know. So I did see, uh, I saw I saw everything that I expected to see from him last night. Yeah. yeah and you I, definitely I, need to spend some more time, about three or four more fights in that, that, that range. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, I, I agree. Some more, yeah, some more. I agree. Tooling. Yeah, and and I think they they mentioned it a couple of times in the broadcast when they weren't discussing extensively and solely the streak, which <laughs> yeah <laughs> was a bit annoying. But the yeah. uh, that's what they had to do. But they were saying like his team, like Andre, they wanted him to to get more rounds. Like just get in there, get stay, you know, showing people that you can do more. He had to do the push ups afterwards, which makes me smile a yeah. little bit. But yeah. I think Rozier's a really good trainer. Yeah. I liked what he was saying in the corner a lot. I've known Dre uh, <laughs> since I fought Daniel Jacobs. I that I'm scarred like for yeah. for life. I'm scarred yeah. like yeah, we know. This. Y'all don't understand. I was I was 14 and like I was on this side of the boxing world. You know what I mean? Like he just came into this stuff. You know what I mean? And he beat me. So, but at that point. 
um, I kind of became very aware of what New York was and who was in New York. Obviously, Daniel Jacobs and then seeing who was around him, Andre Rogier. Uh, seeing Dre work with other guys, he's worked with Booba Andre. He's worked with um, with uh, a lot of Cincinnati fighters, Nuke, and and all those guys. You know, at different national tournaments, uh, training camps, and things like that. So that was I actually did a interview with the New York Post prior to this fight about Berlanga, and and the question that they kept coming back to was, what happens if he goes past? The first round and more than that, what happens if he if he does get into the quote unquote later round six, seven, eight? I said he's he's going to do exactly what we expect him to do. He's going to show up and he's going to be able to box. I said at that point, what I'm going to be looking for is to see where his focus is and see where, you know, where his integrity is at that point, because every fighter should be at his at his level should be ready to go eight rounds plus. And I think that we saw that he was ready for eight rounds plus last night. But there was something else that got him a little caught up in the last round. But uh, I told them that he's probably more than anything looking forward to this streak being over. I think I think there's a point, a part of him that wants it to continue. But there's another part of him that wants it to end so that he can show the boxing world that he is a fighter right now. He's a knockout artist. And even though every fighter doesn't mind being known as a knockout artist, when you are known as just a knockout artist, not going more than one round, there's so many questions. And I said, if anything, he's just looking forward to going more than one round and people being able to give him credit for more than just knocking people out. And I think and, that that's, that's what's going to happen now. And now he can develop a little more naturally rather than be like this circus act where it's like, hey, the knockout streak, the first <laughs> yeah. round knockout streak. Yeah. Now he can continue to progress. We saw flaws in his game. He's still a young fighter. Yeah. Um, but now he'll definitely be able to uh, just develop as, as he kind of would on a normal course. Which yeah, I mean, it, and I, it kind of reminds me of with Dante, Deontay Wilder when he ran to Stavern, and he had to go to all the twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. And it kind of showed you he could box a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot, but he showed you could box a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I think I think it'll end up it'll end up being good for him. Um, yeah. If you <laughs> good luck to anyone that has to fight Navarrete. Because that dude is... Hey, hey, shout out to the guy last night. Diaz had heart, man. He came to fight. Oh, great. Came to fight. We talked about about awkward and... He was long. He's like... He's... The one knockdown he had, he he throws a feint, but he literally did like a leaping feint with his right hand. Yeah. And then dug a (laughs) uppercut with his left hand and dropped him. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know how, because sparring and Sean kind of, you can elaborate on how sparring goes, but you want somebody not that's going to imitate the fighter, but that's mm-hmm. going to pose some similarities mm-hmm. in their style. Mm-hmm. How do you have somebody prepare like that? Yeah. yeah. Like that's going to throw those leading uppercuts and, and he like moves real weird. He yeah. kind of faints with his whole body. Yeah. <laughs> He's but he's a hell of a fighter. And he reminded me of my brother last night. Anybody who has ever seen my brother fight, my brother is six foot tall, uh, long, uh, fast. Um, growing up, his his fighter was uh, Roy Jones. And so he always, you know, he had that kind of speed and that kind of quickness. I, Kenny would, in spe- especially in sparring, but even in fights, he could start throwing one punch and then change it into another punch. And so I really... Thought my brother was special because he could do that. And I've never seen, never say never, but I don't think I've seen any other fighter 
other than my brother start throwing one punch and then change it into a completely different punch. And now you got your guy all out of position reaching for one punch and another punch is coming. So when I saw that last night, first thing that clicked in my head was my brother. And I was like, of course, I was like, all right, that dude's special, you know, but for the first knockout was the hook. Right. Then he comes back and was was gonna was was almost like he was feigning with the leaping left hook. And and it was an uppercut instead. That was sexy. And then the next time he, I don't. I think he wanted to throw the right hand. And even if he didn't, he fainted it and then came yeah. with the left. And I was like, I was like, whoa, this dude is different. You know what I mean? How so much, how much do you think going back to that where you can change the punches? How much is that him reacting in the ring? And how much is that I, like? preparation i think most of it is him reacting i think yeah. i think the preparation is him knowing that that's something that he can do mm-hmm. uh i think uh preparation and like the faint with the right hand and then coming with the left i think that was preparation i don't think that that that's really muscle memory and him reacting i think that one was on purpose but i know when he went to go with the leap and left hook and then said no let's let's go with the uppercut instead that was muscle memory right there and i just thought that that one was sexy yeah uh, he he is he's he's a problem at 126 yeah a humongous problem at 126 i would love you know to play matchmaker i would love to see him fight leo santa cruz at 126 oh wow because even I, though leo you know had a belt at 130 he really said he might be more comfortable fighting at 26 right uh, fight. that's a really good fight. That's a great fight i think i think i think now where leo's at in his career i think navarrete has too much for him and I think his power might be a little much for him. But Navarrete man, looks very strong. That is going to be a fight that's going to be all action. And I, I hate to tell on him, but I do know that he loses quite a bit of weight to get to 26. And he's, he's, he does it in some way hey. that he can come back to the ring very strong. And it's it's kind of scary. Snitch. He's also a... He, <laughs> I mean, right, Sean, though, isn't he a super relaxed fighter and a loose fighter? Isn't that yeah. part of why his punches come out that way? Yeah. I mean... Diaz fought as great a fight, you know, yeah. one of the best fights I've ever seen, most spirited fights I've ever seen from a guy who on the cards got blown out. Yeah. yeah. Or stopped, you know, he, he fought a great fight. And but, I could yeah. be wrong, but I think that Navarrete's uh, length and his, in the, I think, 72-inch wingspan is what he has at 126. I think that, that that gives him the flexibility that he doesn't have with being an athlete. Excuse me. I think he makes up for it with his length and his reach and, and knowing how to use it. Uh, look, like, look to me last night. I, I know a lot of Mexican fighters. They want to get up on their guys and really rough them up and, and break them down and kind of beat them down. And uh, I think that while he wants to do that, I think that he finds success from the outside coming in. And mm-hmm. uh, I find that very impressive as well. Yeah, I just don't know how I the timing because boxing is obviously such importance on timing yeah and just trying to time him and the weird punches he throws and his movements are weird i think that would be difficult the one match that um, was mentioned and and kind of has mentioned been mentioned before would be him versus Shakur stevenson i thought about that was the one i thought about yeah how do you like that one going down um then after that i got one for you i i like that fight i i like him against anybody at 126 uh, I think it a little little fairer for him, if that's even a word. Yeah. At one thirty, I think it's the fights are a little more fair for for him and whoever he's in the ring with at one thirty, especially the uh, the champions at one thirty. Um, but I think as long as he's at one twenty six, nobody's going to beat him. And what do you think about, you think about your mystery guy, Gary Russell Jr.? Oh man, 
That, yeah, that was another one I actually saw mention. Uh, speed, speed kills, speed kills, and and yeah, and Gary is really smart in the ring. Speed kills, Gary's smart. He's he's methodical, and I think it I believe I think that it's gotten in the way of his career. I think that it's gotten him where he's at right now, which I think is you know I think that's kind of a I'm contradicting myself, but. I think that even though he has not, I guess, for the second worst, had the career that we would want him to have, I think that his methodical approach to the game and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it has gotten him where he's at. He's still a champion. Um, but I think that that will work to his advantage in the fight with Navarrete. Somebody you got to be able to think. You got to be very aware and recognize what's coming. And then you got to have some speed to offset his length as well, which is clear that that uh, that Gary has. And I think that Gary's got more power than, than most people uh, know, too. And I think that uh, I think that that's a very good fight uh, at 126. I it's, think that's it, a really exciting fight at 126. Yo, for sure. It's funny to think about if somebody was just getting into boxing like in the last uh, two, three years. They're gonna think Gary Russell's like a mythical figure, like he doesn't actually exist. Because like you'll hear Gary Russell mentioned, people are gonna be like, "Man, is he Bigfoot?" Like, yeah, right. You never like you never yeah. see him. It's just like Gary Russell, and they're like, ah, the mythical Gary Russell. I just feel like if I bring him on here, he's gonna cuss me out. So probably, which would be nice <laughs> for talking. You know, yeah, yeah. No, that'd be a good time. But um, yeah, no, I think I think that's a really good fight. I think any. I don't think Navarrete is going to have a fight that you're like, this is boring just based on his style and his, and his activity. And then you throw him in there with a guy like Shakur Stevenson, who's really good defensively, obviously a really technically sound boxer. Yeah. And what is he? 5'10"? Uh, uh, Navarrete? He's only like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, oh, five, he looks oh, okay. taller than that. Oh, he really looks okay. taller than yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he can, so. yeah, he, no, he can, he can really throw. And I just... It's it's so funny just watching him because I'm like you just don't see a lot of what he was doing mm-hmm. and it's cool to yeah you get to see different variations. His length variations. could pro could propose a problem for uh, Shakur's counter counter uh, punching ability. Yeah, uh, Shakur's one of the best counter punchers I've ever seen. I think I f- feel like I've been using that word ever and never, um, but I got a feeling um, that he's one of the best that I've ever seen. Uh, Shakur in in terms of counter punching, and he's got a rhythm with his counter punching, and I got a feeling that Navarrete could offset that rhythm length and timing, the, the length and timing, and, yeah. and, and at least for some time, it would it would that would be an interesting fight. I think that would be a huge win for Shakur, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, actually, that, yeah. that's that's a huge win if you yeah. get that win. Yeah, actually, at Brichelt Valdez, um, back in February, I talked to Shakur there, and he he said he brought that up. He go, he's like Navarrete, man. That dude's no joke. That's mm-hmm. a tough fight. He seemed to even think at the time that would be a tougher fight than maybe even Burchell or Valdez. I believe you know? it. Yeah. I believe it. We all, you know, if a fighter is competitive and understanding and comfortable with who they are, you know, we'll 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 talk. You know, we'll say, hey, you know, that's a good fighter and that's a good fight for me. You know, meanwhile, we know what what styles work against us, what styles benefit us. You know, what what a guy does that could propose problems for us and things like that. So, you know, he, uh, he's a competitor, you know, and he wants, this dude wants a hall of fame career. And I think he, 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 he's wanted that from day one. And, uh, I think with that being said, I think he, a lot like when I fought, uh, Keith Thurman, I was like, yo, whenever the fight happens, it's going to happen. I don't care whenever it happens, it happens. And when it did, it did, you know, I got a feeling that, you know, um, uh, Shakur is like that about a lot of different fighters. I think that, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, I know what I want, but 
whenever it's time for that right there, it's going to be that time. That, that's like Ant says, there to be great. I think Shakur from obviously a very young age, I think he's like, hey, when these big fights happen, whether it's my choosing or their choosing, yeah. I'm going to go in there and, and rock it out. But. The very thin, last thing for me at least, yeah. the very thin line with daring to be great is um, something that I heard for a long time and I didn't really understand it. I understand it now. Um, and you guys just take it for what it is, but no fighter. Once you get to that great, that great fight, you just don't leave the ring the same. Or there's a chance that you can't leave, that you don't leave the ring the same. And and it's it's said, you know, even by doctors that we, you know, we leave a piece of we leave a piece of us in the ring every time we go out there, no matter who it is. Um, Vander Holyfield more than most, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did they find it on the on the canvas? I, I hope not. I don't know. I think somebody just kicked it out of the way. Kicked it out of the way. What happened? They, 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 no, they took some skin. Before. Yeah, they took some skin off of his knee, off of his uh, leg. I regret making the joke. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought, hey, you might have to edit this out. I thought you were about to say it took some skin off his penis and put on his ear. Listen, man, listen. So, but but in saying that, what I just think that there's a fine line in daring to be great because you may run up against that fight that you may win, but it, it may, you know, it may it's potential that it could age you. That's one yeah. word we use. It, you know, potential that you know you leave you leave a piece of you in the ring. You know, so yeah. it's just a small it's a small line we we play with. You know, we all want to see it. You know, but at what cost? You know, so Promise that's why when we when we look at yeah. the business of boxing, that's why we never see the biggest fights made, biggest All fights made until until you know, boom, or sometimes it's, until it's too late. But yeah. it's because everybody's trying to protect, you know, and not get that fighter injured or hurt or anything like that. You know, so hey, hey Sean, I, well, did, did did Floyd just fool us? Like all his last like ten to twenty fights, we felt like it was a big event. Come on, when man. it really wasn't shit. Did he Come just on, fool man. us? He he's he's a mastermind at this, man. Because at some man, compa- at you know, for the sake of words, there's yes and no. You know, I, I I'll let Sean. I'll defer to Sean's. I tell. What what Floyd did great, you know, Maidana, is he did his. You wanted him to fight Manny Pacquiao, right? Yeah. But he made sure he always fought someone who was so credible that you'd be mad. But not mad enough to not order the fight. Okay. It's like, yes. it's like I want to see Pacquiao. He's fighting Robert Guerrero. Man, I don't really want to see that fight. But then you got to give him the credit of, well, if Robert Guerrero was fighting any other welterweight, it'd be a big fight. It'd be a yeah. big win if they can get past him. So Floyd did a really good job also, for that 10 years. Seven helped. He also made sure in press conferences and interviews, he made sure to give his opponent a even more credit than sometimes they may have merited mm-hmm. where he was like, yeah, you know, this guy, like a hell of a fighter, hell of yeah. a competitor. He tough. Yeah. Yeah. He always like <laughs> a lot of other fighters will try to really downgrade their opponent. And Floyd always talked his opponents up yeah. for the most part, obviously yeah. talk some trash. World champion. Yeah. No, yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned, let's make it clear. Hold on. Let's make it clear that his, he's a hall of fame resume, fighter. It, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. Of the I, world. I know, but but if, but like he just said, like his last few fights of his of his career, did he did he fool us? And we still got to give him credit for doing what he what he said he was going to do every I time. Mean, I'm out. not putting him in the Hall of Fame based on beating Andre Berto, <laughs> but yeah, right. Yeah, yeah no, his, yeah, his resume is 
elite. He's yeah. got you got great fighters up and down. Yeah, that thing. yeah. But just the, one, you know, if you want to nitpick, and it is nitpicking because he is one of the greatest fighters of all time. The one thing he maybe lacks is that one, like when Sugar Ray Leonard beat Tommy Hearns. Tommy Hearns probably would have beat every other fighter in the world mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, what's that one win where the guy was undefeated? You know, people would say Chico Corrales, and that that's legit too. Obviously, that's a great win. But right. who's that one? Ali was the underdog against 40-0 and 0 George Foreman, 35 mm-hmm. knockouts, undisputed heavyweight champ. Tommy Hearns was undefeated. Roberto Duran had one loss, 72. It's, you know, the Pacquiao fight. Great right. win, that happened a little late. Canelo's fight, great win, happened a little early. Yeah. So that's the one thing, and it's really nitpicking because yeah, if yeah. you look at the resume, it's as good as anyone that ever fought. Yeah, but ever. Sean, yeah. would you say the same thing with De La Hoya? Happened a little late? Yeah, it did happen a little late. It, mm-hmm. That's not an opinion. That's an objective fact. It, it didn't happen too late for Floyd. Floyd, it, yeah, he, was, he, he can't was going help. up. Yeah, he can't help it. But any man with eyes or woman that could watch – Oscar De La Hoya against Felix Trinidad. Oscar De La Hoya against Fernando Vargas. I mean, then Oscar De La Hoya against Floyd Mayweather. Just look at the legs and the hand speed and the hairline. Yeah. The hairline. Gives it. <laughs> yeah, hairline. <laughs> it tell, hey, men lie, women lie. Hairlines don't lie. Right. <laughs> but Oscar still had something in the tank. Yeah. It wasn't like he fought a shot Oscar. For but, sure. You know, but, but yeah. either De La Hoya, who was – Banging all the Hollywood starlets in 1999. Yeah. No, not hey, did you snitch? Did you just snitch? Yeah, allegedly. He was married. He was married, bro. Hold you, on. Allegedly. Yeah, Sean, Hold on. He was married. Hold so, on. Moving on from there. We so we before before we get to next week's fights, one thing to touch on. You mentioned kind of the mentality of a fighter, kind of that side. On a serious note, Ryan Garcia. Pulls oh, out yeah. the Javier Fortuna fight. Yeah. What I would say from the beginning, just to kind of open that conversation, for all the stars in any sport or any occupation that we see pass away because of something like that, depression, suicide, drug overdose, whatever it is, there's always people afterwards that are like, man, I wish we would have known. Oh, I wish they would have gotten help. Oh, man, it, you had to see that. This is what is good. This is Brian Garcia taking some inventory of his life. We don't know the details, but he is doing what when you after when after the horrific thing happens where you go back and say, "Oh, I wish we would have had this happen." He's doing that ahead of time. So, for anyone that makes jokes about it, slap yourself. We, we don't know the details, <laughs> but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he uh he gets everything in order that he needs to. I'm kid too. As boxer fans, you know we're selfish. Sure, we want the fight. We don't. And, yeah. But like, as a man, as a human friend of somebody, hey man, get your mental right. That's yeah. that comes first before anything. Yeah, you gotta make sure. Yeah, you, you're together if you're gonna get yourself in the ring. So. Yeah, young young guy. Yeah, hope hoping he gets everything squared away. But yeah, for anyone that would make a shitty joke about that or, or downplay it, then I don't want to see you ever say anything about anything bad happen to anyone and say, oh man, you. Know, gone too soon oh, we wish we would have known i wish they would have done something wish they would ask for help because that's what this is but i'm just gonna i just want to say this for ryan yeah. um you know i know he's a father of, of two and he's got that's i can't imagine at 22 years old having two kids and the situation he's in i'm just gonna say that uh what the people around him have to understand is they have to get on the best page for what's best for ryan 
because what's going to be best for Ryan is going to what's be best for his family and the people around him. You know, so I can only kind of guess and assume maybe some of the problems around him, but that's all is if people are pulling him this way or they're upset with him about this or that, they got to remember that, you know, you got to let this kid do what's best for him and his health because he's the breadwinner, you yeah. know, from, from the yeah. people in his circle to the family, this is the guy who's going to take care of everybody. So, mm-hmm. and a human being even above beyond that. Right. right. That. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. always that. But I'm saying, you know, even beyond that is, you know, just remember, this is the guy who's who's risking his life in the ring to take care of not only himself, but a, but a, some people, a lot of people around him. So yeah. they got everyone's got to get on the same page for Ryan and, and kind of just, um, you know, make sure that he's all right. What do you and think, I, SP, from a I, fighter fighter I, side? I, before Sean goes, I had somebody yeah. reach out to me about it and was just talking about how much money he got and what money doesn't solve everything. I Mm-mm. promise you. I'm doing okay in life. It's just money is not everything. No, I, I, I know people with nothing and the most happiest people in the world and people that got everything and mentally destroyed. Yeah. Just because you got money don't mean you got everything. I promise yeah. you. It's just different. It's just different. I mean, my hat yeah. says, more money, more problems. Thank Perfect time to wear that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things where it, it might not be the same problems that you had when you were broke, but it's yeah. different problems. And there's different mental capacity issues and, and everything like that. But from a fighter side, SP, how, how difficult is that just to kind of be on the fast track and Obviously, he's kind of getting everything quicker than you got it as far as belts and the platform he's on and everything with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just trying to find the information for this uh, foundation that I'm dealing with right now called Given Hour. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get the most most of the we'll information drop, that I we'll can put it right on now. The, it'll be on the screen. And I know we'll do that, too. Um, let me answer your question. Then I'll I'll just talk, speak briefly about that. Um, so here's the thing. Um, we're human, you know, and I think that. In our line of work and a lot of other athletes, entertainers, so on and so forth, there's a lot expected of us. It's almost like we're expected to have one face all the time. And what people don't realize is that we have to have a different face, not only a different face, but a different personality all day. And I'll use myself as an example. Right now, I'm in my podcast room. If my son comes in here, I'm still with y'all. I'm working. It's It's a different type of energy. When he comes in here, immediately I have to watch my mouth. I got to watch what I say. I have to change my energy energy to cater to him. And then when he leaves the room, boom, I got to go right back to being who I am. Yeah. I mean, it, it it plays with you. You know, I wake up in the morning and I'm with my sons uh, until I got to go for the first workout. Uh, once I go to that workout, I got to be a fighter. I got to be mean. I got to be an athlete. I got to be up and having fun or whatever the case may be with, with my with my training partners and so on and so forth. And then when I come home, I got to turn off all that competitive juice real quick to get with my wife. If if she's got a diaper that needs to be changed or, you know, something that needs to be put away, so on and so forth. We have all these different hats that we have to wear, all these different um, energies and personalities that we have to manage all day, every day. And my feeling is that he's been pulled in a few different directions and he's kind of lost track of exactly what he wants and and or maybe what he wants has been pulled away from him. And so he's like, hold on a second. This is not what I expected. This is not the way it's supposed to be going. What I say to him is thank you for stopping it now because the worst could happen, which is we all blow up. 
The worst could happen is we keep our mouth shut until it's too late. The worst yeah. could happen is we never get help. And then everybody's looking at us saying, why, why, why? What, what, what? When, when, when? And we have no none of the answers. And so he's starting to get these answers and this help immediately, which is great. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to question. I'm not going to ask. I told y'all from the GO when that when that fight was announced that I thought that that might be a hard fight for him. And I'm glad that he understands that, hey, this is going to be a hard fight for me if I don't get things together. Um, people always want to know what the percentage is. Is, a, is. is boxing more mental or is it more physical? I can't really give the percentage to what is physical and what is mental. But what I can tell y'all is that for majority of fighters, it's mental. We all have the God-given ability. We've all been training for X amount of years to do all that. All this stuff is muscle memory at this point. The only way you get the muscles to work is by getting this in shape. And for him, he's got to get this in shape and get it right. That way he can go back to the ring and be every everything we want him to be. And even that, that itself, you know, when you have such high expectations and you feel it, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is too much, you know. So everybody's different. And uh, I'm glad that he's uh, he's seeking this help and getting it now, uh, opposed to when it could be too late after a fight, right before a fight, you know, or, or further down the line, um, you know, when he if you know he happens to be injured or anything like that so yeah. i'm happy to hear that about him yeah and i even saw something with where people were like oh why don't people feel the same about adrian broner i feel the exact same about adrian broner yep. if you're dealing with something and and your mental is off take care of it i, I have no the thing buddy and the thing is he he attacked the problem yeah it, it, w- w- as it as it pertains to ab ab has never said he has a problem ab has never come out and said anything so He's we had- He's had some like aggressive social media oh, for posts sure. for sure. Yeah. Where it's and, and people are like kind of seems like a call for help with Yeah. Yeah. Any anyone around A B? Yeah. Get get him help, A B. But much different yeah, from this help. situation. Much different sure. from this situation. Where Ryan Garcia has removed himself from the situation. Right. So kind of so, dealing with that as it comes. But but the only thing we can do is say, Hey man, I support you. Hey man, I'm glad that you're you're getting help. Hey man, let me know if you need anything. If 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 someone doesn't um, pursue it first, and then after the fight they're saying, well, you know, this was going on in camp. Everybody's gonna say that was an excuse. They say, oh, well, you know, I had to do this, and I wasn't able to to prepare the way I wanted to. Everybody's gonna look at it as an excuse. So yeah. anybody who's speculating anything like that, be grateful that you don't have a man who's willing to to, to give you an excuse after a fight. And yeah. so you know, if anything, we we have to acknowledge him for that. For sure. Yeah, everyone should be sending him love, sending AB love, sending anybody love that's dealing with anything uh, physically or, or mentally. And look, and be on the lookout real quick, and be on the lookout sure. for this webinar that I got going on. I'm involved with the foundation called Given Hour. Uh, they deal with mental health issues, uh, specifically towards Army veterans. That's what their focal point is, but they do offer assistance to practically anyone out there. Um, everything is free for the veterans and they help, I think somewhere upwards to 300,000, uh, veterans free every, every year. Um, so we are going to do a webinar. They're going to bring on myself and another, uh, WNBA, uh, professional athlete. And we're just going to talk about mental health. Uh, I think it's more relevant now than ever, but I think that now we're starting to understand that there's more, um, to that, that there's more that goes that goes into our daily lives than just the physical things we do or, you know, the emotional aspect of a family, things like that. 
athletes are starting to realize we got to look out for ourselves too opposed to just feeding money to to handle situations and so on and so forth so you guys be looking out for that i think it's the second week of may it'll be a webinar and it'll be a friday we'll get the information put up and we'll start um promoting it more on my social media as well and to anyone any man that's still in the i'm too macho to have feelings go back to what i said about slapping yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> feel free to slap yourself at that point too, but and, and man, um, look out, look out for your friends, man. Like, absolutely, uh, control your mental. Uh, put that yeah. first. Yeah, God knows you guys know me. I'm probably one of. I pull off. The, I'm, I'm t- tough, happiest guys ever. And then Listen, reach out to me and be like, hey, hey, come on, man. I I went to Ann's house crying one time. You know, I was at I don't know how long I was at Ann's house, like two or three hours. And then I swear to God, I got in the car. I was like, why you do that? Like. <laughs> you know, because, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable. But once you are vulnerable, you'll understand. I know this from experience. Once you are vulnerable, you'll realize that it was the best thing you could have ever done yeah. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just need that, man, from your friends. You know, 100%. have somebody you can go to, man. Let's let them know. You can come talk to me. That's not Absolutely. a problem. I ain't going to, I ain't going to Carson because he's going to tell me to slap myself. So. Yeah, I'm no, I, no I'm, not saying, I'm not saying slap yourself <laughs> if you're dealing with anything emotionally. <laughs> I'm saying for a macho guy that questions people that are dealing with something emotionally at that point, slap yourself. But now anyone, people deal with stuff all the time. So make sure to to take care of yourself and get everything squared away. But saw on that sad that LeBron left Cleveland. Like, was he just <laughs> devastating? <laughs> hey, son, you are hey, listen, hey, when he when he when he left, I didn't care. I didn't understand. People was crying, burn up stuff. I got your ring. So it's I was like, like, I was like, why? What's the big deal? You know, and then it took me some time to like learning the game and seeing the game and realize, yeah, it was a big deal when he left. And when he yeah. came back, everybody was hyped. And so moving from from that, moving to a nice little uh Weekend of fights coming up. Uh, I'll go ahead and repeat my stance that I do not uh, think it should be pay per view. Hey, hey don't say that, Chris. Chris on your I ass. said it. I said it directly to the man. I I, muted I, him. I was, virtually, I but the, him. no, you can't boo me. But the uh, <laughs> so the so the undercard undercard on this Fox fight next week is is my guy Irislandi Lara, um, mm-hmm. former Sean Porter opponents on the card as well, Adrian Granados. Mm-hmm. Uh, fights on there okay um going to the so that's on the fox free version so i'll be of course tuned in here slandy lara hey, hey hey come over to the house i'm anthony the anthony household will have it yeah I'll, i will actually we'll talk but i'll be there but the uh yeah i'll be there but so moving in the so the undercard on the pay-per-view is it's intriguing enough it's not anything that i'm like Oh man, I can't wait to see that fight. Co-main is the least intriguing to me. The co-main is an it's an odd matchup. Is that so that Fedor? one for anyone who doesn't know is Omar Figueroa Jr. and Abel Ramos. Oh, so Abel Ramos, the interesting link, he has a split decision loss versus Redenis Ugas last year, right? Who also beat Omar Figueroa, right? Um, but like Abel Ramos, for anyone who's doubting him, we just saw Bryant Perella give. Tony Harrison, a, a hell of a fight and a draw. Mm. He got knocked out by Abel Ramos. So right. he he can rock. But, right. yeah, that one's just kind of a it's, – it's a welterweight fight, so those are usually a nice combination of speed and power. So it would mm-hmm. be cool. But mm-hmm. um, the one that's maybe the most intriguing, other than obviously the main event, we get to see the – is it the, the Tower? What's what's Sebastian Fundora's nickname? He's got a good nickname. Seven. He's 6'7"? 
I think either six five or six. I think is it like is it the Tower of Power? He's got some cool nickname. <laughs> yeah, Tower and Inferno, solid nickname. But so he fights Jorge Cota, who, who had a good fight with uh, with Charlo in the past. No, I think he did. Charles said no. It's not going to be a good fight. He's washing him. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I just think Coda is somebody who's durable and is going to come to fight. Am I wrong? But Coda got knocked out in three rounds by Charlo? Yeah. Or was it two rounds? Who two am rounds. I thinking of? Hey, Carson. Am I making something up? Yeah, you're thinking of somebody else. And I know who you're thinking of. I just can't think of his name. Hey, so Carson, as soon as he gets in the ring, he's getting washed. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think I think he'll, I think he'll be there to rock with Fundora, at least, at least to make it interesting. But... He's um, awkward and, then, and he's different, you know. Right. And it, yeah, he'll be there for Fondora. Yeah. Um, what did, what do you do with Fondora? I cannot see him being a world champ. I'm Body be, rock. I'm gonna be honest. He went from kind of sideshow to okay, this kid can fight, you know. So yeah. he's developed into a real prospect. Yeah, and it, he's what? it's well, kind of like what you said, Aunt. It, it's almost like we just don't know how to react to him because like yeah. he's so tall and it's so unorthodox, un- unexpected. So, yeah, I think... He likes his, to fight on the inside, too, a lot. And, and why do tall fighters always do that? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's, like, there's like these tall fighters and you're like, oh, man, all he has to do is stick the jab out there, and, you know, and they're like, nah, I'm going to the inside and rocking the uppercuts and rocking the body, but... Um, well, they can get leverage uh, leverage on the uppercut. Uppercut, yeah, yeah. These guys, they it's harder to impose your height than it looks. I've seen some of the tall guys in Sean's camp, um, you know, it's jab them, jab them, keep your range and step to the side, step to the side. And eventually these dudes just keep cutting the distance anyway. So maybe some of these tall guys are just like, man, forget it. I'm just yeah. going to start fighting. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. learn how to fight on the inside. But yeah. so, so I tell you, what's his ultimate, like what's the, what's his ceiling? Yeah. Get knocked out by Charlo. Like, I, I don't know. No, Hold no on, shame man. to get Hold knocked on. out by Charlo. These, yeah, what? true. Uh, Sean, what you say? No, I'll you gotta, you gotta let him, let him ride this, this, this wave, man. Don't, don't All get right, him I, there. Don't kill him. Yeah, kill him. no, don't All hypothetically right. get him there. <laughs> don't hypothetically get him I think, there. I think it's a fair question, though. What, what is his ceiling? Is he, is he gonna be a, is he a champ at fifty four? Why we got to talk about his ceiling? Just because that's what. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's boxing. Yeah. He does when he gets there. But I think he yeah. could he can beat some I think he's on his way to being able to beat some top ten guys and get himself to a title fight, you know, yeah. maybe when Charlo vacates. But yeah. uh, actually I really like Jesus Ramos on the undercard. Against Javier Molina? Yeah. Jesus he, is a dog. Yeah, he's good, man. He's, he's a dog. he might he looks like he could be a player yeah. at Welcome. Which says a lot when we all know the talent that's at welterweight. I think Abel is his uncle. Is his uncle? Yeah, yeah. So what's interesting? There's not any typically on undercards of big fights or pay per view fights. There's championship mm-hmm. fights, and by my count, there's none. Yeah, on the entire card. Which is <laughs> sorry, go well, to no, Ann's I mean, house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually there. Usually, well, I will, but usually there's something that it's you, like. But oh, you crushing this, man. You help Fox. Don't crush him. Yeah. Let's be fair. Chris Ariola crushed Fox last week more than I did today. But he said, "F you, don't buy the fight. Stream it illegally." He did allegedly. That. He did say um, that. He said so, allegedly. Yeah. So main event, how's it go down? I'm. A, I'll go first. Go ahead. I think it's int- first of all, we are going to get a great fight for as long as it lasts. It, it, stylistically, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's interesting because I think I mentioned this to Chris last week, but. 
I think Andy Ruiz was like the evolution of Chris Arias. Mm-hmm. So there's this big guy from Southern California. He comes forward, punches with both hands nonstop. And uh, Andy's a little more technical than that. But then you see Andy Ruiz almost a decade later go from the first world title challenger to the first Mexican world champion at heavyweight. Right. So I just think he's a, a better version of Chris Ariola in every way. You mm-hmm. know, they're not the exact same fighters. They throw punches a little differently and whatnot. But, you know, let's not overthink it too much. Ruiz is, is younger. He's more explosive. He's faster. His punches are sharper. He punches harder. Uh, Ruiz by by a knockout or a stoppage at some point. Mm. But Chris, like he showed in his last fight, he's going to come and come and come. No stop. There is zero bitch in Chris Ariola. Mm-hmm. Zero. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good fight. Not a hard fight to pick whatsoever. Ruiz. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think we saw what can give Ruiz trouble, which is an elite Anthony Joshua who fought on the outside, threw the one-two out there, obviously – Chris Arella, not going to do that. He's going to walk forward. He's going to throw shots. Um, it will be action. There, there's going to be some big shots landed, but I think Zaito is right on the money. I think it's a stoppage at some point by Ruiz. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think with the first five rounds, we're going to be entertained as hell. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be nice to see two people that look similar to me and Ant yeah. in the ring together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Ru- Ruiz is going to be – It's all about throwing- representation. Yeah. Uh, Ruiz is going to be throwing fast, fast punches all day, and – it's like fighting your daddy. Your daddy, Chris Ariola, don't be bringing haymakers. He's, he's going to take some shots. And I think he might get caught with something eighth and eighth round. He said, he, he's going to make like you fight your daddy. Yeah, because you know, your daddy be bringing some haymakers. Well, like Zaitel said, and, and like Ant said, Chris is going to rush you real forward. quick. Yeah, yeah that, that's all I'm going to get you fight. on the ground. They come, <laughs> hey, they're not there to, to table with you all night. They well, trying I to just, get you out of there. I think Chris, he's not like, you're gonna have to knock him out. Like it's yeah. not gonna be one where he's like, oh, the ref it with some shot. Yeah, or the ref's gonna have to stop it. Like he's not gonna be like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I think he's just got my number and, and kind of <laughs> maybe sandbag a little bit. Is like, that, that's what some fighters do. <laughs> I mean, you see it. You see fighters that that get in a firefight or get in trouble, and, uh-huh. um, and they're just Bitch like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, there's like, eh, uh, this just. And, and to their credit, you gotta have some skill to know be, be in survival mode. Yeah, yeah, and they better than me and Carson because oh, I ain't getting the ring. I ain't getting the ring. Never. I won't even take a shot from Malik Scott. I ain't getting the ring with nobody. <laughs> Excellent. But Shout out to Malik Scott, huh? And you're gonna be working the fight, SB. Yeah. Yeah. I'll oh, be there. I got money. Yeah, man. You're gonna be work. Are you gonna be working the money? You working the desk? I'm working, working the, desk, the, the desk, and Kate will not be there. Um, I just text her, "Hey, are you? Uh, you're not coming, are you?" And she said, "No, I won't be there. This will be my first one missing." And Damn I just sure. text back, "What the hell?" So yeah. I, I, I don't. That's really my know. thought after hearing that just now. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm like, I don't know who's gonna be in her place and all that kind of stuff. We'll figure it Maybe all it'll out. Be you? The, well, me, I'll figure it all out in the next couple of days. I'm it's sure that Fox has got a good hold of everything. But I will be uh, ringside for the main event. I don't um, know how soon I'll be. I will be ringside, but I do know I'll work the main. Joe Goosen works with uh, Chris Ariola. Um, I'm more than likely will be at the for the co-main. Um, so uh, I'll be all over the place, like as I have been in the past, and and uh, ready to enjoy it and, and have some. I'm fun. a little mad. No, we got no kid ab though. One of the most talented people yeah. in sports broadcasting Listen. and in life because she can trans. Her if you haven't <laughs> seen her translate live. Which I obviously watch a lot of soccer as yeah. the fans I know, but yeah. 
on the Champions League show on, on Paramount Plus. She just sits there and she's like translating interviews live from German and Spanish and French. And I'm just like, this is just unbelievable. Listen, I've worked with Joe Tor- Tessator. She's on that level. I've worked with uh, Brian Kenny. She's on that level. Uh, I've I've worked with a lot of different people in in boxing and football NFL, and she's on that level. And I, y'all Elite. know me. I'm paying attention to everybody and everything, because my thing is, and this is a prime example. You, I said I don't know who's gonna be in her place, and I've thought a few times like, are they gonna give me more responsibility than they've gave me given me in the past and yeah. things like that? Then the next question is, am I ready? Am I gonna do it like Kate? So on and so forth. You know. She no. she is a boss. <laughs> the answer is no. She, she no. She's a boss, and yeah. y'all know me, man. My competitive um, juices is always going. I, I I watch her doing her thing, and I just kind of yeah. like, not yet, Sean. You not don't try you to talk get about somebody yet, you good know, to so. learn from, though. That's no, yeah, the best, yeah, the best, yeah. Joe, Joe, so Joe Tessator, because I immediately like when I when we did the Fox and ESPN thing, I sat next to him like, all right, give me something, Joe. He don't write nothing down. All he asks is a few questions. I mean, he he's so he he a boss too. And so I was like, I said, dang, you not you just not gonna write nothing down. So I can, yeah, so I can look on your on your list. You know, then you know we get to work and the producers in the air. I don't know what the producer is telling him. So all I hear is, okay, got it. Got it. I'm like, damn it, Joe, give me something, you know. Maybe they were just doing a Swiss beats ad libs because he was like Cassie freestyler. <laughs> Kate writes her, Joe. Now I'm giving up my 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 giving it up, but Kate writes her stuff down and when she's yeah. writing it down, I'm peeking over, I'm looking and then what she what she does when she does it and all that. So I, I love working with Kate and I and I love what I do. So I'm looking forward to getting out there. Uh, and we definitely need Kate on the show at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That just seems like a no brainer. Yeah, but yeah. so you didn't get you didn't weigh in before we get out of here. How do you think the fight? Oh, main goes? event. Yeah, uh, it's gonna we'll be a great fight because we know you won't. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. no. I, you know what? I I think it's gonna be a great fight. Um, we we all know it's gonna be a great fight. We all know it's gonna be action packed. I kind of feel like we're at that stage, a lot like Sean said, where it's kind of like the evolution of boxing, where the kind of I guess for the sake of words, the once was gets punched pushed out by the 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 now and uh i got a feeling that that's gonna happen but um i will definitely be on the inside rooting for chris and also rooting for andy as well man those are those both those guys are are great guys even though andy uh ignored all of my text messages and phone calls to come on this podcast so so we hate you for the three people that will make predictions for this sean's i tell what round does it get stopped in or does it go the distance no, I'm going to say middle, middle portion of the fight. Well, that's not a number, so I'm going to need a number. <laughs> Who would say six? Six. And? I got eighth round, two minutes and 30 seconds. Who give wins? Me, give me the fourth round. Ooh. Fourth round gets him out of there. I'm saying referee stops the fight. Too much blood coming from Chris Ariola. No. No round. TKO. Late. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it like uh, I've criticized it being pay per view. I stand by that. I will not wave. I will <laughs> not wave. Money's worth. But, about to get a classic twelve rounds. But, 
I think it will be it will be a fun fight, and I will be much more excited if it weren't pay per view. Even though Ant will be paying for it, so oh yeah, pay per view. Everyone go, yeah, buy the pay per view. No, 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 I just don't no, think no. I can have. We gotta we gonna have to re re record this segment or something because you can't say that. I'm you can't it. say what? Yeah, we never had. I'm buying it. He's buying it. Ant's buying yeah, it. I'm buying it. Mexican, I'm going to Ant's house. American heavyweights yeah, at this level fight each other, man. And yeah. you know, you know, Mexican and Mexican American fans, they're they're up. They, they might purchase pay-per-view boxing as much as anybody. So yeah. I will be very curious to hear the numbers on this fight. That's all I will say. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they surprise us because again of those Mexican fans, man. We'll yeah, see. Maybe, I mean, maybe. I, I hope I'm wrong. And again, unlike Chris Ariel, I will tell everyone, please buy the fight. Do not stream it illegally. Allegedly. After you killed it all day. That's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I you know, don't do do as I do as I say, not as I do. So I will be at Ant's house watching the fight for free, but I'll kick in some money for Ant because that's my guy. No, no, are we good? Hey, Sean, you coming? You no, got an invite? Oh, yes, I tell. Nah, uh, yeah, uh, I think I might. I think I might. Come we'll on, bring, bring the kids. Come on, man. Let's go. I know, right? I know, yeah. right? Whole crew there. We, yeah. Do we want to do one fan question or let it go? We at 107. We all got no you started to playing the music. Like, it's fine. Like it's low enough. They can hear okay. us. Yeah, we can ask one. So I'll, Let's I'll do one. We're outroing to the question. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little remix. Um, Let's do... Let's do this. There is one from Twitter. I know somebody like yo. Why y'all always let him handle the question? Because because I'm the most, question guy. I'm the question guy. I'm like All right, So now now everybody um, know you the question guy. Yeah, you get that question? Like I, got you, I got you. I got you. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. So from Twitter, Lurk PG wants to know. If there was a boxing super series at 147, mm. which eight oh. fighters will be included? That's easy. Well, but, I mean, well, you say that now. Let's hear eight, mofo. We're looking at my eight or like the realistic eight. That, what eight? He said, if there were eight fighters, who should be in it? Good lord! And he said eight. Why not six? I don't know. I like eight. Too, <laughs> it's a good number. Go ahead. Are we going with like we going with the big dogs? It's a yeah. All best. Right. Eight fighters at right. Walter Wade. And then pull one down each time. So right, that's what I plan to do. <laughs> Sean Porter. Uh <laughs> I'm messing up. Go ahead. Sean Porter. Uh Terrence Crawford. Um Errol Spence Jr. Uh Keith Thurman. Uh Manny Pacquiao. Your Dennis Ugas. Uh Danny Garcia. No. Boots Ennis. Boots Ennis. Let's put the last two in there. Boots. Let's go with Boots and let's go with Virgil. They're going to have to fight their way to a championship. <laughs> so they're, they're going to be like the playing game. It's going to be Boots versus Virgil to see who gets in, gets the eight spot. Right. I like it. Do we we want to do another one or is that it? Nah, I like that one. That was cool. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Then. Let's come back at these people uh, next week. Don't tell me you didn't enjoy what you saw because I know you did. What you need to do now, hit that subscribe button, hit the like. Hit that notification button. Check us out every week, every Tuesday. Something new for you right here on the Port Away Podcast. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for weekend laughter, moments of self-reflection, or a much-needed breath of fresh air. With All Trails Plus, you can plan your next hike, ride, or run with confidence so you can relax and enjoy the journey. All Trails Plus gives you all the info you need in one place so you can make the most of your time outdoors. 
Quickly discover new trails near you and spend less time driving and more time on the trail with the Distance Away feature. And get immersive trail previews and 3D views so you know what to expect before your first step. Want to go where cell service can't? Download the map to keep your route in hand and never get lost, even offline. You can even get alerts if you take an unexpected turn. There's a trail out there for everyone. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23.